and gentlemen, welcome to the second edition of The Plug, brought to you by Wrestling Plug Inc. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am joined again today with my buddy Kyle. How the hell are you, Kyle? Live and in color. Happy to be back. Happy to be able to enjoy wrestling once again this week with how crazy the world is. At least we have, at least we have this. At least we have good buddies to talk wrestling with, and I'm ready to dive in. Speaking of good buddies, Kyle, I hope you appreciate I made a few phone calls. I pulled a few strings. Oh. Our opening <laughs> intro music is by your good friends and hit the lights. <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, my, my, they were good uh, enough to come out of their busy days. Drop yes. us a nugget of body bag. Some of the best um, boys from Ohio uh, that you could ever know. I miss those guys a lot. Now, I hope they don't take this the wrong way, but I, I, I shot for Blink-182, but Tom was too busy chasing aliens or whatever they do these uh, days, so we went to get the it, lights. Tough schedule. Tough schedule Tom tough, has. Tough schedule. He's a busy man out there saving the world one alien at a time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for those that don't know, I don't got those connections like that. Thank you, Spotify, <laughs> for giving me a musical library to pick and getting Kyle to laugh a little bit about some old school music there that we used to great. enjoy and still enjoy. The reason I went with Body Bag if I do say so myself is because it sounds like my man here, Kyle put that employee of the week in a body bag. So to speak, (laughs) I heard you body slamming pallets at work. Please tell me how that's right. I believe it's uh, uh, it was power bomb. Power bomb is my Mm. signature pallet disposal. Yes, of course. The jackknife. I want to, I, I lift that, that, pallet the extra foot above my head just like taker himself and slam that son of a bitch down as hard as i can to relieve that stress at the end of a tough night but yes i did i did get that and uh, my boss chose a great picture rather embarrassing but still a great picture of me with my white intercontinental championship that of course the best one to me, it, it is the best one. I did uh, get that title about probably six to nine months before the new IC title uh, was uh, revealed. Um, so I was a little bummed about that. But but for me, the white IC title will always be the best IC title. So, yeah, it was a good week for me. How about you, John? Oh, it was a fantastic week. A lot of great wrestling to watch. Sat, you know, sat through a lot of great wrestling this week. I have to say, I think we've got a lot to dive into today. Before we, we get started, though, you, you promised me, employee of the week, man of the hour, that you're not going to Adam Cole, Pat McAfee me <laughs> if I start asking the tough questions. You know what I'm talking about, right? Adam Cole got in the face of your boy McAfee on the Pat McAfee show today. Oh, no, I did not Ooh. see this. Really? Oh, well, well. Really? I, I suggest you take a stroll down YouTube because your boy Adam hmm. McAfee was 
taking jabs at Adam Cole, and he got all up in his business and was dropping a few expletives. Oh, McAfee, yes. uh, Pat, you know, uh, I love his show. I think he's a great personality, and I, I hope that once the world gets back um, to somewhat of a normal, we're in a new normal now, but I hope that uh, when we get back to pre-shows for pay-per-views and, and Pat McAfee and the last professional broadcaster, Sam Roberts, when they get back to their rightful places in the WWE, um, I hope I can hear that mouth going from McAfee. But I don't know if I want to run my mouth to the Adam Cole Bay Bay uh, because he's on top of the Even though he lost his title to Keith Lee, I still see him uh, as to being on top of the wrestling world in a sense right now. So I would not be getting... Um, be mouthing off to Adam Cole myself, but uh, Pat McAfee, you know, he he does what he does, and 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 his show um, is in a great place because of it. So, which we'll touch on uh, Keith Lee a little bit later, but you're absolutely right, man. Adam, Adam Cole is still on top of the world. I really hope that this was kind of like a little nugget of Adam Cole losing his mind, going crazy now he doesn't have that title. Yeah. I think that that'd be a lot of fun to see a crazy Adam Cole. Well, and it's a it's a weird place to be if we think about the Undisputed Era as a whole. Where do any of them go from here? I think we've we've seen their peak and I don't think anybody could get tired of them holding titles. And I don't know if there's many people in the WWE that uh, we might have talked about this last week, but as far as people that you don't get sick of holding titles, um, Undisputed Era is definitely a group at the top of that list that I, I could watch any one of them hold a title for as long as they want and be fine with that. And we saw that with Adam Cole, obviously, who had a four over 400 day reign as NXT champion. But now what what do you do with that group, right? Because uh their peak was all four of them standing there with with all the titles in NXT. And now obviously none of them have titles. So the question is, do you just throw them back into the title mix in NXT? I don't really think that does anything for Undisputed Era or NXT. I think I think the only place for them to go is the main roster now. Well, I think you're onto something there because I was going to let you pick the first topic, seeing how your employee of the week, you know, man of the hour, sure. dude of the year, whatever you want. <laughs> but why don't we just start there? As NXT seems to be in a bit of a transitional period with the law of Adam Cole losing. NXT Championship, you now have a new face at the top of the card in Keith Lee. And he has just relinquished the North American title as of last night. We are recording this on a Thursday. And last night he said he is giving up the North American title so others have a chance. What are you doing over there, Kyle? Huh? Sounds like you're revving an Sounds like you're revving up an engine up there. Oh, wow! You could pick that up. No, I uh, I happen to live 
by um, a biker bar. I think that was uh, I think that taker was, there. I think that was motorcycle taker out there, or or taker from uh, this past WrestleMania. I'm not sure. I couldn't see if he was wearing a red headband or the black headband. But uh, yeah, that was taker just leaving the bar by my house. So no worries there. <laughs> <laughs> As we try to get it back on the rails, what are your thoughts on Mr. Lee relinquishing the North American title, thus pretty much signaling a brand new era, if you will, at the top of NXT? Yeah, I uh, I kind of, you know, I, I like double champions. Um, I've always enjoyed that. I think it elevates, it can elevate the titles themselves, but I think it also elevates the person um, going all the way back to, I think the first double champion, if I remember right, that I can recall was ultimate warrior. And I think he had, if I remember right, he beat Hogan for the WWE. Well, at the time WWF title and held the intercontinental intercontinental title. And that's the first time, and I remember just thinking the, just how awesome and incredible this moment was that, oh my gosh, this guy has both of these titles. And just the image of somebody with two titles is, is really epic, in my opinion. So I enjoy that. I wish, I wish that would have lasted a little bit longer, but I guess uh, with a smaller roster and, and only two men's titles, I mean, how many stories can really be told there? Um, and, and you know, you, you run into the issue of, like, pulling double duty at a pay-per-view. Um, so this isn't ba- – I'm just glad it's not a tournament. I believe it's a ladder match. Um, I'm just glad it's not another tournament because I feel like we've seen a lot of tournaments over the last few years. And well, uh, I think it also – Drop yeah, the strap. Well, and it also – Have a tournament. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, we've seen a lot of that. And it kind of it kind of uh is a callback to how we were introduced to the North American title in the first place, which was a ladder match, uh which I believe to me it's one of the top 3 NXT matches at a um pay-per-view that we've ever seen. I think that that I watch it once a month, I'll go back and watch the highlights of that of that ladder match. It was Ricochet's first match. Um, it was one of the first uh, EC3 matches. I guess let me let me one of the few take that back one of the, one of the few, few EC3 matches. Yeah, a great showing by Adam Cole, um, and I I love that match. I think we saw. And I love, really, I love it for Ricochet because, in my opinion, I think he he will become the best high flyer that we've ever seen. Um, with mi- the only exception being Rey Mysterio, but I think Ricochet will be the best. Um, so I'm glad to see it going back if to a ladder him. match, which is, yeah, right. We can we we will get to that too, I think as well, but. Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm glad to see it coming back to a ladder match. I'm glad to see they're doing something different, and I think that those uh, those matches are going to be bangers. Don't get me wrong. I 
I've got a bunch of mixed feelings on it. I really wanted to see Keith Lee at least defend both titles twice because a double dose of Keith Lee is not a bad thing. No. And it's at the PC. You don't have to have him wrestle back-to-back matches. You can tape some of this stuff. And if you're you're trying to get Keith Lee over, which he's over, but you want him to be a megastar, have him eke out a couple big time victories at some takeovers with both straps and play that up. Oh, he just had a killer match, you know, for the North American title and he's got to do it all over again against X, Y, and Z. Like there's ways to do it. I just don't understand as much as I enjoy the dose straps as well. Why put it on him just to have him drop it? I was talking about that earlier today. Like, what's the point of doing it? I get it. It's a big moment. It's a big deal. And it was, it's because they wanted to counter program AEW. Right. Only reason I can think you're going to do that and then just drop the belt without a few defenses under it. Like, let him like play that up just for a little bit longer. Yeah. And now. they're not going tournament route, which is really smart because I they're dropping these really killer matches. And I have a feeling that they're doing that to counter program AEW, which I feel like is a, it's a smart business decision. But it was almost mm-hmm. a waste of having Keith Lee be your double champ because you could do so much with him. He is so damn good. Yes. Well, unless they they know that and they're thinking they want to streamline Keith Lee as as quickly as possible because, you know, I I thought about this this week um, a lot about about just the trajectory of Keith Lee and and his potential. And I, I thought about it and took it as far as, you know, the the next guy to um, Roman Reigns, I don't think it worked that, that he was kind of handed the, the torch, he, he, you know, passed the torch to Roman Reigns. I don't think that worked. And once that didn't work, you know, we kind of passed it to Seth Rollins a little bit and it worked for a minute. And then it kind of fell flat with, with the Brock Lesnar matches a little bit. And so now we're left wondering other than AJ Styles, but I don't even know if that's – he's kind of on another uh, – on a whole nother, uh plane of existence. He's, I think he's bigger than the WWE because of what he's done everywhere else. But you could say that about him. But as far as a homegrown talent coming up through NXT, who's, who's the next guy? And I think to really show that, you have to retire the guy. And so when you think about that, you think about John Cena. So who could be the guy to to retire John Cena if that's something that Cena is even willing to do? But maybe that moment could be to Keith Lee. It makes a lot of sense, and he's that guy that could very well be the face of the company. The way, even just the cadence and the, the tone of his voice resonates in a similar way that it did with Cena when he was really on top and everybody loved him. And I, I can see 
Keith Lee in a lot of similar situations and a lot of big moments that John Cena was in. So maybe the WWE is is looking at the big picture with Keith Lee past the NXT championship. So maybe they're trying to streamline there. Maybe they NXT has a history. I can't disagree with anything you said there, but NXT does have a history of letting these title reigns be long title reigns. I don't necessarily even think Keith Lee needs a 400 day reign to be considered a success. I just, that's why I was really hoping you play up the two straps thing. Cause then when he gets to that main roster, they can talk about, you know, he held the North American and the NXT championship for X amount of days, defended them on both nights. This dude is a surefire next level superstar. Cause when he's, mm-hmm. whenever they decide to pull the trigger on him and put him on the main roster, he should be in the main event picture immediately. I know they don't tend to do that, but that's, their own fault where they've got a guy who's that good and that ready to go. Yes. I think, uh, I think Keith Lee would follow the same path that Kevin Owens did and Samoa Joe did where they immediately came up and they may not have been in the title picture, but they were definitely in the main event picture almost immediately. Um, but again, I think Keith Lee, I see doing anything and everything in the WWE. There's nothing where I'm like, ah, he's not ready for that. He's not ready for that. He took he 24-7 champ, he, baby. Yeah, yes, let's first night on Raw, 24-7 champ. Um, but we saw what he did with Brock at Royal Rumble. Um, he was, or uh, excuse me. Yeah, Royal Rumble, and then Survivor Series. He oh, got Brock, the, yeah. yeah. He Survivor Series. He got the nod from from Roman Reigns. So it's very evident that everybody wants and sees Keith Lee as as the next big thing, and he's he's also commercially the um, has the potential to be the next big thing, which I think is important when you're talking about the WWE and how Vince and how the company views who they're going to make the top, top person. And I, to be honest, I never saw that in Roman Reigns. Um, I know I am the, the corner of positivity here, but uh, I've never <laughs> seen Roman Reigns as the guy. I never saw it as, as his yard. Anything to do of value. That is their fault. They've ruined Roman Reigns. Yeah. And I am kind of Mr. Negative on Roman Reigns, but hear me out. They decide the shield breaks up. Whether it was too soon or whatever, we can get into that at another time. But the shield breaks up and Rollins goes off and he does his thing. And Dean Ambrose goes off and he does his thing. And Roman Reigns still is in the shield gear to this yes, day. Yes. That's one thing that bothers me. There's no reinvention there. They haven't they haven't done anything to reinvent him. Yes. They haven't given him an opportunity to turn heel and just be himself. When he cuts promos that are him and they're passionate and you can tell that they're him, they are money. Yes. And I am not a ring guy by any stretch. But when they give him that same, like, I'm the big dog. This is my yard. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, that's their fault. They're missing the boat with him and there's I think far and away there's not many guys come back, be a heel. yes 
that's what he needs more than more than anything. And there aren't many guys that like the crowd will eat up and spit out faster than Roman Reigns and his his half-assed promos that are written for him. The crowd, I mean, knows they need that to instantly. Turn into the skid with Roman. People are booing him. Let him boo. Yep. Yes. Like, why try to fight it? The only person that I've ever seen in my lifetime that can get away with people booing or cheering is Cena. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying Roman can do that. That's why I'm saying if people are shitting on the dude, just go that direction. Right. Let him hate him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he could do a lot of good things with that. Yes. But they see a lot of money in him. He's the Rock's cousin, yada, yada, yada. So let's just try to make him the face of the company instead of organically letting people develop into that spot. He's, he's, and you're going to, this might be one of the first major tiffs of this podcast, but, and I mean this. And I was just giving you so much love, Kyle. I was calling you employee of the year, dude of the year. Don't, don't make me mad. No. Roman Reigns, and I don't necessarily mean this in a good way, is the is truly the LeBron James of the WWE. He he is an opportunist. He's been given many opportunities, but has only won the title three times. He wants so badly to be Cena, and he, in his own right, is is one of the better superstars of his generation but he will never be Cena and again he's been given lots of opportunities but how many of those opportunities has he really cashed in on he 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 doesn't always win in the finals Cena always wins in the finals oh that was me I left he said <laughs> LeBron James. And I went and stepped out and got a, got a, I thought, got a LaCroix. I thought you um, may have. Yeah, I thought you may have. I knew that that would strike a chord. There. Episode two of the podcast, Kyle. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> yeah. All those points are valid. Roman Reigns is going to go down as one of the all-time greats. Yeah. But there's going to be that section that don't like him. I hope that... That's not the same case for Keith Lee. I hope Keith Lee gets better treatment. I hope at the point when Keith Lee finally makes the main roster, they can do something with him. And I would love to see a Roman Reigns, Keith Lee one-on-one. Yes. Lee is the baby face. Reigns is the heel. Yes. Like, let's do it. Yes. Like, like, let him slug it out. I'm all for that. Absolutely. <laughs> You're trying to piss me off today, Kyle. <laughs> and, and, you know, Keith Lee is a guy that – Roman can look very good with, I think. I, you know, Roman's a guy that, that needs a certain kind of superstar to really have a stellar match with. And I think that Keith Lee and Roman Reigns would put on a, a stellar match and, and a good series of matches, I think, as well. I don't know if you need Roman to be a heel there, but he would have to be because you're not going to get people to cheer Roman over Keith Lee. Keith Lee shows up tomorrow where, uh, you know, let's say 60% of the off audience has never heard of Keith Lee. He is still getting more cheers than Roman Reigns at, at the end of that match. 
Unless he rips his eye out. Unless he rips his eye out. That's a very good transition. Yeah, you had me all, you got me all sitting here seething. You're trying to get me under my skin. You know, I'm a LeBron guy. <laughs> you know how I feel about LBJ. Yes. I'm just going to go ahead. Yeah. Let's talk about it, man. <laughs> eye for an eye match. What were your thoughts? Yes, let's dive into just a full recap of of Extreme Rules. Um, We could go the horror show. The horror show of Extreme Rules. You know, this match, uh, it was a really good match. I don't care what the internet is saying. This was a good match. Um, The internet is pissed. The internet is pissed. I, I, again, you know... I understand people's qualms with the situation. For me personally, I really, I don't think they went far enough. And maybe that's the main issue that people are having with this. I think that we should have just gone. This is pro wrestling and we should have just gone with it. He should have ripped his eye out. He should have thrown it two seam base, two seam fastball at the plexiglass (laughs) and splattered that eyeball all over the place. That's what we should have gotten. But I I mean, I don't know what else people expect. This is one of my biggest, this is where I don't get positive. It's one of my biggest qualms in the wrestling world today. People are never, ever satisfied. It. I've said it before. Stone Cold could have come out last night. He could have stunned Seth Rollins. He could have stunned Rey Mysterio. Macho Man could have come up from the dead and, and, and come alive, and he could have dropped an elbow on Seth Rollins, and people would still be like, well, Stone Cold's shirt was tucked in that time, and I don't understand. His shirt wouldn't be staying tucked in, so this must be. People are never, ever happy with no matter what WWE does. So... There's really no good uh, measuring stick. There's no – because people are just always pissed. And I don't know what people want. You know, it's, it's like a series ending. It's, people aren't willing to just let the writers do their job. They have to think, well, that's not my ending, so it's bad. If a hologram Macho Man Randy Savage showed up, <laughs> Extreme Rules, Kyle, be all for that. I wouldn't complain one bit. But you know the audience I thought, would. I know. I watched the whole thing, and I get it. The audience, we, and I will say myself included, because you know what? I've, I'm Mr. Negative at times, and I don't, sometimes I'm like, why do they go this direction? It's professional wrestling. It's the one sport in the world where no one's happy. Yes. You don't hear this with the NBA. You don't hear this with the NFL. It's just the one sport where people are like, that's dumb. Yeah. The match itself was fantastic. I thought they did a great job telling a great story. I personally had to go back and rewind it to see what happened because I felt like the eye popped out so quick that I was like, wait. Is it over? Did that just happen? Right. I and then Rollins that. over in the I, I wouldn't have had Rollins puking. No. That's where I lost it. No. I don't know if 
pulling an eye out and throwing it across the room is the way to go. Whatever, that's here nor there. But like Rollins should have just been so happy with himself. Yes, just the, or or that's just all uh, he talked about, just the stoic stoic <laughs> presence. Yeah. This is all you talked about for two and a half months. Yeah. You're telling me you didn't know, you didn't think at the end there, you're like, oh God, this is grosser than I thought. <laughs> you're ripping an eye out of a dude's head and you're talking about how that you're going to like have it as a trophy. Yeah, man. That's what's happening. Yes. And, and the, that's what the idea disgusted and he puked and it's like, what are you doing? Right. And it, why that? It was Just funny. Stop it. It was entertaining. It was Got a lot funny. Of, a lot of great memes in the internet world oh, because of so that. Oh, so great. The, uh, the uh, fishing bobber is, is my favorite. <laughs> um, I love that. And it was funny. It, I, I do wish that the actual finish of the eye on the stair, I wish they would have done something different just because we've seen that already. But I still think that that's nitpicking. I think overall it was, I mean... It was entertaining. I didn't necessarily know who was going to win. Um, I, I would have liked, and you know, we're maybe we're still in a PG era of sorts, and we didn't, we couldn't get much blood, and we couldn't get. That was a TV fourteen. Oh, was they it? had it marked as TV fourteen? Okay, network. Yeah. Okay, I just they could have went off if they wanted. Sure, I just imagine that they they wanted to play it safe a little bit. Maybe this is just a precursor. Maybe they were just kind of dipping their toe in the water to see, okay, if we can get away with this, let's now we can step it back up a notch and get back to not get back to, but, but come back to a little bit of violence or a little more campy violence um, comparatively to the attitude era. Maybe this was just a, a toe dip. Uh, but it wasn't the worst thing we've ever seen. It was, it was still funny. It was entertaining. Could have gone better. Sure. Every single, almost every single storyline there, there aren't many matches or storylines that we can sit back and say, that's perfect. There's nothing I wouldn't change. I bet you, I bet you couldn't count more than 10 in the history of the WWE. I think that, I think you'd be, or 20, let's say 20, I'll just, you know, but no more than 20 moments in the history of the WWE where the storyline and the matches were 100% perfect. So we have to get that out of our head right now, I think. it's it's The internet can be great. You know, the internet can be great for wrestling to help guys get brought back, to help guys get signed. You know, um, Drake Maverick and... and uh, and Slater, and, and we've seen it time and time again, you know, um, Daniel Bryan. Um, but then there's moments where it's just complaint after complaint after complaint where nothing that happens will make anybody happy, and, and that's just – that makes things not fun and enjoyable. So I think we have to just take this match for what it was. It was fun. Let's just have fun with it, and we can look back 10, 15, 20 years from now and say this was a really silly, fun moment with an incredible wrestling match. Speaking of just taking things as they are, what 
the hell were they thinking having Bailey throw her ref shirt on? A ref shirt on. She took a shirt off a referee, <laughs> Kyle. Yeah. And she's like, Sasha's the champ. One, two, three, champ. How can you possibly do that and not have anybody explain it in that moment? Yeah. That match was possibly one of the best matches of the year. And then they're like, here's what we're going to do. Yes. We're going to ruin good wrestling by not having any sort of reasoning behind what we just saw. Please give me some positivity out of that. That was a weird, uh, that was a weird moment. My, my only thing is it's, it's, it's two heels that were trying to get all of the women's titles by any means necessary. And it looked like that they, and they should have them all. Yes. Yes, they should. I, but not like that. No. And I still think we're going to see Sasha win. I have no problem. And, and I mean, look, we've, we've seen many moments again over the years where great matches are quote unquote ruined by heels doing something dirty to win the match. Um, you know, Ric Flair is, is maybe the king of that. But uh, yeah, this was a tough one. But it, again, it was still an incredible match. And I think they want the storyline to carry over, obviously. I still think. Well, yeah, they had a, they had a Power Rangers esque Stephanie McMahon show up yes. on the. Uh, <laughs> Titan on Monday and be like, listen to me, Sasha. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to do this next Monday. Yeah, she's going to yeah. win. She's going to win that, that match for sure. Um, it, it was strange. I mean, it, we've seen other times where a referee goes down and then another referee runs out. Obviously, Bailey is not a licensed WWE referee, so Maybe in this downtime during the pandemic, she got licensed. She, she should have shown one day with an official referee card. That's what she needed. She needed to present some identification to Stephanie to show that she, she she's... She took the class. She took the class. She's an ordained minister, and she is a WWE referee. As a former official, Kyle, <laughs> it's not hard. No. It's like, it's like a test. You just right. have to score like ninety five percent. You're considered good to go. That's great. Yeah, that's that's perfect. She's just hanging out. She's hanging out at ref school down in Florida. <laughs> but yeah, that was an odd. That was an odd angle. Um, there's plenty of ways they could have gone. Should it should it have been a clean victory? I don't know because you don't no. want you don't want Oscar to look weak because. Arguably, Asuka is in the top three wrestlers right now. Arguably, she's the best in-ring performer with Charlotte and, and Becky both out. So you don't want her to be beat cleanly to just put a nice bow on an incredible match. Not in this instance, I don't think. Not at Extreme Rules. Um, so it was, it was odd, but... Taker's coming back. There's there's badass Taker. Oh, oh, one, oh, two, Taker. <laughs> yep. Did Teddy Long just Teddy Long just told him he's got to have a tag match? Just a play. You go one on one. Undertaker. Undertaker. Oh man. Um, 
Yeah. So holla, I mean, holla, 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 holla. Uh, what are your thoughts on on that finish? I hated it because, like, I it didn't make sense in the moment. Sure. And I like as much as wrestling is off the wall and crazy and we've got swamp fights and we've got eye for an eye matches and I wanted to make some semblance of sense and in that moment I'm sitting there just going okay the ref's down he's missed it is she ripping his shirt off oh she's ripping his shirt off <laughs> why <laughs> who yeah. does that so then she puts her hand she puts it on Counts one, two, three. Nobody says anything because they're like, what the hell just happened? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they just walk off. And I'm going, my initial thought was, did they really just do that? That really just happened? Michael Cole, Corey Graves, whoever was announcing at the time, they were like, what? What's going on here? And then, yeah, I mean, and then I, I, like I said, who in their right mind is going to be like, Sasha, you got to give that belt back. She's not going to give it back because there's no authority figure. This is why we need some semblance of an authority figure. And they did that on Monday night. Thank God. Yes. To try. But the WWE has this entire history of like, they plan these things backwards. Like, oh, shoot. Nobody understood the finish. Yes. At Extreme rules. Let's have Stephanie pop on a Zoom call. <laughs> on Monday and re-explain that. Sure. Like, if, for all intents and purposes, if Vicky Guerrero were to walk down and been like, excuse me, I don't think so, Sasha and Bailey, yes. get back in there. They're like, okay, that makes sense. Right, and then a quick roll-up by I Sasha. Yeah, something. Mm -hmm. You don't have Sasha win clean because she's a heel. You let her do something dastardly. But now it's just like she's holding this belt hostage and what, Stephanie McMahon all the way in Connecticut or wherever she's at is going to wag her finger and be like, if you don't give it back over a Zoom call, <laughs> Stephanie's, too busy to, Stephanie's too busy to show up on Monday nights. All I'm going to say is, Stephanie McMahon, if you're listening and you're too busy to show up on your flagship show, that says to me that you don't even care about Raw. Why should I sit there for three hours after that Extreme Rules debacle? And, and hair. Hey, you know her and uh, her and Paul. They got to stay a little quarantine. They got companies to run. They have kids. They have kids, John. And and I know, I know you understand that for multiple reasons. We have another guy who tells us that he has kids. He showed up one time. Well, excuse me, he did show up two different times on TV. But but they got a big family and a bigger family of a big company to run. They can't be they can't be bothered to come down for a a middle of the summer pay-per-view title dispute. They can't be bothered with that. They have to worry about what's the next two-minute match that Brock Lesnar is going to be in. What's the next what's, what's the next incredible epic angle that R-Truth is going to be in to win the 24-7 title for the 47th time? Well, 
than Stephanie McMahon, Paul Levesque. Yeah, I'm talking to Paul Levesque. We'll throw back to my man CM Punk. Then Sasha don't have to worry about giving the title back. You don't have to bother with your Zoom call. Just let her and Bailey run rough shot over all three brands because they are hands down by far the best thing you've got going right now on all three shows. It is it is uh you know Bailey Bailey as far as promos I don't love Bailey's promos. Um you're not supposed to love them. Well they're I'm just saying her delivery is has always seemed forced to me. Um, but they are they're that act that that tag team them them as a as a unit is is arguably the best thing that the WWE has right now, which is which is amazing, and it's it's really what those two, the really the four horsewomen, it's what they were brought up to do is to become as big of a spotlight, if not bigger spotlight than than anybody in the men's division and i think right now you'd be hard pressed again maybe outside of aj styles and matt riddle i guess and and the fiend um and the new day is always they're screwing up the matt riddle thing the matt riddle aj styles thing because they keep interjecting baron corbin so even that they're superseding is it screwing up guys right is it screwing up or is it just making us hate Baron Corbin's that much more because man, I hate, I hate Baron Corbin. I hate him so much. And so, yes, we're breaking Kyle. This is the point in the show where Kyle is negative. (laughs) I just, I can't. And it is because he's, he is a good heel, but he's a good heel in the way he's getting real heat. He's not an Adam. He's not an Adam Cole heat. He's not a CM Punk with with Nexus heat or 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 stealing the Undertaker's urn heat. He's he's real heat. He's Ric Flair heat where you you want to hate him. You you can't stand when he's around. He ruins things, he ruins moments, he ruins storylines. I believe that's one hundred percent on purpose. Oh no, that everything that Baron Corbin does is written for him. It's just piss poorly written for him. And I'm not going to go on a Baron Corbin tangent because you're trying to you're trying to get me to forget that you mentioned my man Heath. And guess where he showed up this weekend? I saw that slam aversary, and he is no longer known as Heath Slater. He is just Heath. Yeah, there we. You know the the one name. He's it. That's all he needs, man. <laughs> the one man band, the one name man, him and Rhino coming for them tag team champions on Tuesday nights. Do you think that they they he comes back or or does he stick with does he stick there? I think he sticks there for a little bit. I mean as crazy as it sounds, and all jokes aside, there's money that the WWE could make in a future like Heath Slater return. Yes. I don't necessarily think it's going to be like put him in the main event of WrestleMania, but, you know, he was there for 15 years. Yes. He put in the work. People love him. I mean, you just, he's got kids. <laughs> <laughs> and you bring him back. 
few years and he's training up one of his quote unquote kids. There we know? go. A dominant Some- situation. I- all I'm saying is you put Heath Slater in any situation, he's going to excel. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Let's not get too far off the rails with Heath Slater talking. Yes, because we'll, we'll go all night. We'll go, I'll go all night and you'll just sit there and go, shaking your head laughing at me before we move on to other seg topics or subjects is there anything else you want to talk about that stood out at the extreme rules pay-per-view this past weekend oh i would say that there's there's one match that i they had to have been listening to me there's no way that that wwe creative wasn't listening to me last week I love you. Definitely messaged me that. Yes, you were <laughs> yes, gloating. I, I loved every moment of that swamp fight. I don't think there was anything wrong with with that. I guess match with that with that segment. And I well, the only thing that that I've heard some people talk about is okay. Why are we just seeing? Yeah, okay, we get it. Braun Strowman was a, was a part of the Wyatt family. And I, I get that. But as far as the cinematics, as far as the way it was presented, as far as the creepiness, it wasn't really campy. I, I felt legitimately uh, like I was watching a very good horror movie at a few different moments. And then the whole time, you know, I think from the beginning of that, you know the fiend is coming. And and as soon as they get to that oh, water, yeah. as soon as they get to that water, I am so pumped. I'm just waiting for him to rise, to rise out of that water. I did not expect, though, for the fiend to pull Bray down into the water. I think that this now adds a whole other level to the yeah, fiend. Yeah, is Bray character. dead? I don't I'm know. Sorry, is Braun dead? Yeah. I mean, did we did we witness a murder? <laughs> I think. I think we might have witnessed a double homicide. But I, I love Because all that. I know is when they do that stuff to Raw stars, when they do that to Raw stars, they've got the next night to be like, no, he's fine. Yes. He fell on a foot roof adjacent to the main roof. <laughs> Friday Night SmackDown, that's like, that's like seven weeks away. Right. In like wrestling time. I, is Braun alive? Has anybody checked his Twitter account? That's I. That's what I think is interesting. I what I'm not sure. Are we going to have a universal championship tournament coming up on oh, Friday don't, Night SmackDown? Don't, to ground don't, 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 don't even, don't even throw that because they're listening to us. We know they listen. We know they take our advice. Don't even put that out into the universe, John, because that is not what we need. Oh, it's now. out there. I'm what I. It is out there, the, and I am loving every minute of it. <laughs> the question is. Do we want to see Braun back with Bray? I don't think he would be with the Fiend. I don't think we're going to see that. Do we want to see Braun with Bray Wyatt? It, would it be very funny to see him kind of hypnotized and he's this goofy, eccentric guy in the Firefly Funhouse? We might be on to something there. I don't know if the Fiend... And yes. now, but that's... See, that's... People need to give creative a break because they're still brilliant because they just added a whole other level when we didn't think that there was another level to go to with the fiend and we thought he was ruined. 
I believe that they just went to a whole new level there. They made him so much creepier than he has ever been, in my opinion. That, f- that five seconds of him drowning both of them to death and then rising out of the water was, was really, really great. Uh, we did get the red light and say what you will about the red light, but I think it worked for this moment. And I think we're seeing, I, I think now maybe we'll see a separation a little bit. I think now that Bray will be even more scared of the fiend because now we've seen the fiend attack Bray. And so now the question is, do we see Braun join up with Bray as, as like a, a pawn of sorts, a mindless, a mindless pawn, but he's still our champion, which is the other interesting thing here. So we have to bring Braun back to life. Interesting. I, I think you, I think he can't come back on Friday night. Fine. I think he needs, there's gotta be something, some kind of my, like you said, mind control. That'd be great. I think that that'd be a lot of fun to see Braun under the spell of Bray and the, fiend and going out and kind of doing his bidding so to speak because now you've got this monster that was in this crazy swamp fight the red light was fine by the way as long as it's not for 45 minutes i'm cool yes a few seconds of it yes i thought the match was interesting i couldn't look away i will say i'm not sure what i watched because i'm sitting there going all right it's kind of all over the place i'm into it i'm understanding I never in a million years thought Alexa Bliss would make a great sister Abigail until that. That and granted was, she wasn't necessarily that, sister Abigail. That was more of a callback to his psyche. But still, I was like, damn, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. A lot of sense. I, and then, I love that. Maybe you maybe that's the way Bray and the Fiend get their message out where you keep them away from the title but keep them near the title, like you said. Have him have mind control over Braun. Mm-hmm. Go out there, win a few matches. Hell, you could have Braun be playing it up and kind of like Daniel Bryant did a few years ago, yes. try to infiltrate the Wyatt family. Yeah. Maybe eventually Braun snaps and he's like, Now I got you. And I kind of one of those things where it's like he's trying to get so close to the fiend because he thinks he can beat him that he starts to become part of that little click yes absolutely and he's like inter- internal struggle internal struggles with himself on a you know weekly basis you know i think there's a lot that they could do there i'll give him credit i definitely was entertained for better or for worse with Fight. I thought it could have been a lot worse. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, we saw it go worse with Randy Orton um, at the Wyatt compound. Yeah, that match. was bad. that was bad. But man, Alexa Bliss is just as far as her ability on a microphone in front of a camera to perform. She's a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong, but her ability to to portray a character and to I mean, act, I guess, is the best way to put that. She was incredible in that. That was, again, legitimately creepy and weird and uncomfortable. And she looked the part, and it, it, it hurt the way she delivered those, those lines. Were, it was really, really great. I hope they explore that a little bit more. I don't know if you, you completely turn Alexa Bliss, because uh, her character, as it is the way she portrays 
Alexa Bliss is really great. So I don't know if you're if you want to take away from that. Maybe you could cool off that a little bit so she can do this. Um, especially since you you have to think that eventually Nikki and Alexa that has to run its course here soon. So maybe And with Nikki losing losing at the same Extreme Rules show, there's not much left for her exactly, to do. Exactly. Yeah. What do you do in there? the Bay? Right. Right. And and I, th- you know, Bray. I remember an interview years ago with Bray Wyatt, and he said that there would never be a reason to bring a sister Abigail into the WWE. I I believed it at the time, but you know, wrestling never say never. I think is the big thing. Undertaker will tell you that firsthand. Never say never. So I think we are honestly due for a Sister Abigail of sorts. And if that's kind of the way they go, I think that would be really great. And you, you kind of have a new Wyatt family with a uh, female superstar in the, in the midst there. I think that that would be a really cool thing as the three of them. can't disagree with you on that all right mr employee of the yes, year sir. due to the whatever you want to call yourself where else would you like to go i'm gonna let you pick the next day. week in the week that was wrestling what topped your list <sighs> outside of this I, you know i i think um it's only fair that we we touch base with AEW. Um they're doing yeah they're you. doing great things. I do try my best to keep up with AEW. I need to get back into it. It's I'm never I think they are starting to they're starting to bog down a little bit. They're starting to show that they're not this perfect wrestling company where Every angle and every match and every superstar is perfect with no botches and no weak moves and no no cells. We're starting to see some of that, but we're still seeing incredible. We are seeing incredible matches and really cool storylines. And Chris Jericho continues to be the best he's ever been every year that guy just continues to be the best version of himself. And, and I think you'd be hard pressed to find anybody else. I've been, this has kind of been on par for my, my points all night, but over the history of professional wrestling, somebody who every year is just a better version of themselves. He doesn't take a step back. Um, And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to see, him excelling like he is and he he keeps he keeps uh they are not going back to the same guys with chris jericho it's it's really interesting to see him with orange cassidy i never thought i would see that but it's it's a lot of fun orange cassidy just had an interview with espn wow tell me five years ago (laughs) oh that's and i you know, with George Cassidy, and I'm an AEW guy. So, hey, for all those listening, if you're if you're anti AEW or about to dive into some AEW, feel free to, you know, don't turn us off, but turn us down. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
as much as Orange Cassidy deserves a lot of that spotlight for what he does, and he's a lot better than people give him credit for because they just see the dude with the hands in his pockets and all the highlights are him just like tapping people's shins with the kicks. Yes. That dude can go. He can yeah. go with his hands in his pocket. And Jericho is smart enough to know that and smart enough to know there is money to be made with this guy. So let's go ahead and put him in a storyline with me. Jericho's the smartest dude in the room. One, most 100%. of the time. He's, he could be at his at this point in his career, he could walk into AEW and say, Listen, I want to go against Omega, I want to go against the Bucks, I want to go against whoever it may be at the top of that card, and only those guys and just run with it. But you know what? He's putting over Pineapple Pete. Yeah. And for those that don't know yeah. who Pineapple Pete is, check him out. He's a he's a hell of a wrestler. Yeah. He's putting over Orange Cassidy. His stable alone, he's got Sammy Guevara and we'll We'll touch on Sammy here in a little bit because he made his AEW this week, and I got some thoughts on that. Yeah, but you know he's putting over this young, these young guys, and the next crop of dudes, and he was doing that during his WWE run, and nobody appreciated it. They're just like, "Oh, there's Jericho losing another match to some lesser talent." Yeah, he's trying to put people over. If we sat here every week and just watched Jericho just win title after title after title we'd probably get bored of it and then doing that with the whole roster not even just jericho the kenny omega has spent pretty much this entire year at aw putting over lesser guys and that's to the point where people are like omega's not the omega that we thought exactly yeah You, you can't you can't have the elite guys cody omega Jericho, all those top tier guys only winning all the time. Yeah, they're at the top of the card, and yeah, they win a lot of matches as they should, but they're also putting a lot of shine on some younger talent that eventually we're going to be like, wow, right? This roster is awesome. That roster, that roster outside of the top is very young. Yes, I mean MJF is twenty two, twenty three. Guevara's twenty three. I mean, they're young there. Jungle Boys, I think, 22 as well. Yes, I think you're correct. And they're doing, and they're kicking the shit out of NXT. They, <laughs> in terms of the viewership, which is quite impressive considering NXT's been around for a decade and has what is widely considered the best roster in wrestling. Yes, I still, to me, overall, I think NXT is a better show. I think they're, their pay-per-views takeovers are the best wrestling shows. Are they better week to week? Maybe not, not, but, but takeovers are hands down the best wrestling shows we have seen since the early two thousands. In my opinion, I don't think you can top, maybe you can get a wrestle kingdom to say, well, this was incredible. Absolutely. I'll give you that. You know, maybe that first, uh, um, all in, you know, that was pretty amazing. But but you go down the list and there's not a dud since that first takeover. Right. And yeah, takeovers are far and away probably the best pay-per-views. They're quick. They're always banger matches, even if they shouldn't be. Yeah. I can't argue with you there. Um, but yeah, going back to, week to week, though, the show being better, Kyle, you can argue that. Let's just take this past week, for example. 
The opening segment of NXT was a video call with William Regal and Keith Lee. And Keith Lee is dropping the second most important title on that sure. The opening The opening segment of AEW this week was Cody and Eddie Kingston in an ODQ for the TNT Championship. Now, I watch how I watch on Wednesdays is I always watch AEW first because I even even if I love NXT and I thought the show was better, I give that shine to AEW because you know what? More wrestling is better than no wrestling. So I'm gonna help with that viewership and I'm gonna watch AEW live and then I catch NXT afterwards or on the network that's just how i do it i can't do the split screen thing that's just not my style it's hard to keep up and pay attention sure but if i'm a casual person and i'm flipping through and i'm seeing william regal on a zoom call or oh shoot cody Rhodes just got power bomb through some thumbtacks i'm gonna stick with the thumbtack show and be like what's that sure and that's that's fair but and I, I I said this when AEW started. How how long can they sustain that? Now I also think you have to. It's not necessarily fair because can can NXT television on the USA Network have bloody thumbtack matches every week like AEW can is able to do? TNT has always been able to have a little bit more of that edginess to their, their programming, I feel like. Um, but you're right. I mean, how do you, you can't, what a start to AEW. I mean, that's you, incredible. And you have Arn Anderson, you have Arn Anderson at ringside. I think that's amazing. Which USA network can be edgy. If the WWE wanted to, they play 14 hours of law and order SVU. That gets pretty edgy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just the WWE's mindset of like, let's keep it PG. We're a publicly traded company. AEW, for all intents and purposes, like I watch it weekly, isn't as edgy as people think. Yeah, Taz comes on and says shit a yeah. lot. Yeah. With Brian Cage. And yes. He just likes to say shit. But that's about it. I mean, it doesn't get super edgy at times. I just. One thing I wish NXT would do, and I don't know if I'm alone in this, maybe I am. I think they need to they need to get out of full sale. They need to get it's dark. I mean, the crowd is awesome when they have a crowd, but right now it's so dark and it doesn't look aesthetically like a big deal. AEW's bright, it's got lights, you know, that, that draws an yes. eye. To an extent, that's true. Oh, we're just talking about set. Design. We're talking set design here, so we're getting no. You're right, but I think. It, but another thing to add there is that AEW has access to a football stadium now because of COVID and because of their owner. Whenever they want it, whenever they want it. Hell, oh yeah, and that's huge. That is a huge and thing. That's- Vince, Vince has access to whatever he wants. I mean, the PC Friday Night SmackDown, I think, is one of the best looking sets. Oh, it's wonderful! Yeah, out there, I like the, the blue pops. It looks fresh. It looks like a big yes. deal. It's bright. I like that. 
They could do that with NXT. I know that they're the black it's and gold brand, but that doesn't mean you have to be. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that your entire set has to be dark. That's true. Yes, that is true. You could, you know. That's, yeah. I, I mean, and AEW, for all the credit and all the shit that they get, they are they do listen a little bit more than the WWE does to their fans. When something isn't working, they change it. When they see something like the Nightmare Sisters, whatever that was Gosh, back in the yeah. day, with Brandy and Kong and yes. Melanie Cruz, who actually is pretty damn good. I've seen her locally a few times. She's a good wrestler, but it just didn't click, and they pivoted. That's from. true. We can, you know, they're willing to do things like that, and you know, things like. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of some other instances where they've swerved and they've pivoted. But Orange Cassidy, we can circle back to uh, um, Jericho. They they saw something in him and they went with it. And they said, all right, this guy is unconventional. Let's go for it and we'll see what yes, happens. Yes, absolutely. Do they make, do they make mistakes? They absolutely make mistakes. Every wrestling promotion makes mistakes. I think the one thing that's working in their favor is they don't have a track record of making colossal mistakes. And if they keep doing the same things over and over again, eventually we'll, we will get tired of it. I, I, to this day, and the segue all the way back to the beginning of the show, the song body bag, Darby Allen shows back up last week and they turn the lights off. Every time somebody shows up, you don't have to turn the lights. Yes, off. I agree. And it's, it's very, I don't care what anybody says. Doesn't they're, they're WCW. AEW is WCW. That's fine. WCW was it awesome. It was awesome. And then it was not awesome. I'm not saying that's going to happen. It probably will not happen. But I think the other thing we need to throw out right now, because it's been thrown out with AEW and the argument of why it's a better product, when they announced AEW, they said it was going to be sports-centric. It was going to be taken very, very seriously. And while I loved the segment, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But if you are somebody who hasn't watched wrestling in 15 years, or you are uh, a, a general sports fan that is that is a football fan, you're like, all right, I'll check out what is happening. I, I saw this article on ESPN about AEW. I'll turn it on. And the first thing you see is orange juice getting dropped on Chris Jericho. And you have, uh, you have, uh, was it, who, who was flailing around like he couldn't catch his balance, even though Chris Jericho was standing upright. If you, Ortiz, Ortiz, yes, it was Ortiz. I thought that was very funny, but number one, it was overplayed. He did not need to flail around like that. Number two, they want to do stuff that we've never seen before, and they want to do not do what WWE has done. WWE has done that many times. And if you are a non-wrestling fan and you're tuning in or your kids watch it and you're tuning in or you haven't watched it since the Attitude Era and you turn that on and Orange Juice falls, I'm turning that off it, immediately. I'm like, what? the fuck were people talking about that this is a sports-centric show? 
I'm supposed to take this seriously? <laughs> now, as a wrestling fan, again. It's a $7,000 jacket, <laughs> I lo- See, I loved that. I... <laughs> God damn it, Orange Anthony! <laughs> Uh, Jer- again, Jericho just sells as as much as he can, as much as he can push his own character. Boy, can he sell for somebody! It's wrestling, Kyle. We have to have. Yes, they went out with a bang and said sports centric. We're gonna be more serious. We're gonna be an alternative to the WWE. But you gotta have stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. You can't just. But that's the problem with the anti AEW side of things is they pick out the one thing that happened in the show and they're like, show sucked. They, the orange juice segment, I agree. It wasn't the best use of all of that talent, but you can't weekly put out just a banger of an episode every I agree. Week. You, just, you just can't. The WWE can't do it. AEW can't do it. I agree. It's just they have some filler time. They're missing a lot of their roster, but they did give us. They do give us some pretty interesting storylines. You know, the Darby Allen, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks things. A lot of fun right now. I'm interested to see where that goes. You've got that awesome, and I sound like an AEW mark because I'm a fan and I'm okay with that. Trash me all you want, <laughs> but they got that storyline with the Bucks and FTR, and Omega, and Paige. Just wait until Omega and Paige drop those tag titles to somebody, and they will, because they're. it's going to combust at some yes. point. Then you get Kenny Omega and Hangman Paige at the top of the card. Yeah, that's incredible. Again, mm-hmm. they need to be. They're going to inject that. We can even run back Omega Jericho at some point. Why not? It was a good match to begin yeah. with. I mean, in, in my opinion, all of those matches, all you know, that group of elite and and Jericho, um, and and Mox, you could just have all of those guys wrestle each other all the time, and they're it's always going to be good, always going to be great. Well, we'd get bored with it after a while. Sure. They have to do something. Yes, they're, they have to try something. They're still not even a year in, and they're beating a. They beat NXT this week by over two hundred thousand views. Now I know ratings is goofy, and right. the network ratings aren't involved, all that fun stuff. But it, they're putting on a compelling show where you're getting people to go. Ah, I've seen this NXT before. Let me go check this out. I still think it's um, because, you know, when I was able to, I was watching. I was watching um, AEW and not watching NXT until the next day just because of streaming. And, uh, you know, certain apps don't have USA Network on it, so you have to wait. I really think a lot of it is that because you know, number one, you can't go back and watch AEW the next day, so you have to watch it when it airs. So I, I really don't think we can pay attention to ratings. That's a fair compare. Yeah, it's harder to find AEW outright. I mean, NXT you can find on Hulu. You can find on the WWE Network 24 hours later. Yeah. So you can space it out. But still compelling shows. But again, every week. I'm going to die compelling. on that. Both, they're both, we're like splitting hairs here. I mean, each show, they're rarely bad shows. True. 
I did think NXT this past week wasn't the greatest show. Like I said, when you start off by relinquishing the title, you leave a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. But that's just me. Like I I'm said, with you there. We've talked yeah. about and That's just how I feel about it. But then I got this match with Cody, and I love Eddie Kingston. I loved him in NWA. Mm-hmm. I That's why I first really started to see him. I didn't see him in Impact and all that, and I'll go back and I'll watch him stuff. But that dude on the mic, anything he says, I believe yes. that he means yes. it. He's like, I'm going to rip your eye out, Cody, and bury you in the ground or something, whatever he said. I was like, damn, he's going to do that to Cody? <laughs> yes, I agree. Cody's like a big deal around here. Eddie. Yeah. Don't you know he's he kinda, goes Yeah, here? he kind of goes here. This is, this is, yeah, this is, you're just hanging out, yes. bro. Like, and, and Cody's and another guy like, that shit. is a great – he's kind of on the level of a uh, – a Dolph Ziggler where he's a perfect prototype of a wrestler. Now is he is he AJ Styles or Kenny Omega as far as that move set and what and what they can do? No, but he is v- incredible at telling a story and he is incredibly clean and precise with all of his moves. And he's very good at selling, and I, I, I think that puts him still at at one of the top uh, wrestlers in the world, just because of those things. Um, he probably won't get recognized. Sidebar here, could you? Let's say sidebar here. Could you imagine if the son of Dusty Rhodes was a trash wrestler? Oh my gosh. No, you could just see Dusty being like, "What the hell was that, baby? <laughs> you're going back Cody, to school, Cody, baby. You're, you're going back to school, baby. Baby, <laughs> you're never gonna be on AEW. You will never be whining and dining with kings and queens. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I wanted to touch on, and I wanted to get your thoughts on with AEW." as we go through this, is the return of Sammy Guevara this week made a lot of headlines. Yeah, I'm... After a... What turned out to be little over three-week suspension for making some pretty inappropriate comments towards Sasha Banks a few years back. And it's not, you know, it's not like it was something that was said... It would have never been right by any means. It was it's it's gross and disgusting and it's and it's a problem. But there are there are times in the past where uh, I don't know it, even even saying there are times in the past where maybe he wouldn't have gotten suspended for it. Maybe it wouldn't have been. It's in any decade in any time where stuff you could be more crude or you could say things that you can't say now that that those those things he said were never okay at any time. I think it would have looked bad at any time. Those in and I'm glad, you know, on our Facebook page, uh Wrestling Plug Inc., you made a very good point that maybe another month or month or two of suspension would have been a little more appropriate. I'm sure there were plenty of people that were calling for him to outright be fired. Um oh yeah. He he was one of those on social media that everybody was like, fire him 
Don't even let him wrestle yeah. again. Yeah, and that's tough. I mean, he's a. There's no excuse, especially in 2020. He is a kid. Kids say stupid shit all the time. It's not right. I'm not excusing it. Maybe that's their thought process. Is my is my only thing. Is is kids deserve somewhat of a second chance or 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 to become men. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm not saying that's my position. Um, but I'm just trying to wrap my head around why they wouldn't just outright fire him. I think I don't want to get into, uh, the severity of his actions weren't as bad as so-and-so's actions. I think what you do in that situation, I think you did touch on it. I mean, the, the comments were made 2016. He's 22 years old. So he was, what, 18, 19? He's 20. In the, he was mm-hmm. young at that time. It was said on a podcast. He, I think he handled himself well. I think him having that dialogue with Sasha Banks over the comments yeah. really did a lot and went a long way. Um, had they fired him, I don't think I would have batted an eye or gotten mad. I'd have been like, all right, that's the decision that they made. I definitely think they handled it well, having him go to sensitivity, sensitivity training, having him donate his paychecks for that entire week. Yes. My point on, on Facebook was simply, if you really want to drive the point home with the entire roster, you've got to set an example. If you're going to keep this guy – you got to keep him out. Whether the comment, you know, and some people said, well, it really wouldn't that big a deal. What you can just suspend a dude for being insensitive. I don't want to hear no, that shit. Not at all. Yes, you can. Yes, 100%. you can. 100%. And you need to, first person, you need to set that example. If you say, you know what, Sammy, we'll see you after all yeah. out. Yes, I agree. I think that the guy, forceful, sure. I'll, I believe it. And do I think going forward he learned a big lesson? Absolutely. But I also think you really want to stick that yes. home. And he's back th- three weeks later. Everybody's happy to see him. Everybody, Nobody seems to think it was that big of a deal. I think he really, with a new roster and a young roster, you got to set the tone and say, hey. Because the next guy that comes up and says something stupid is going to be like, well, Samuel, I got three right. weeks. Because, well, maybe not. Maybe your star is as bright as Sammy's. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're a lower yeah. tier guy you're on gone. the roster. And you're gonna think, and then you're gone, and you're gonna be like, "Well, Sammy only got this. Why am I gone?" You, you just want to set the tone with a younger group of guys and gals, yes. and say, "Hey, it's unacceptable here. We're not gonna put up with this." Because the WWE doesn't have exactly the greatest track record of handling these things. They're doing a much better job nowadays. I, I commend them. Now they're starting to clean it up. But, I mean, how many dark side of the rings have we had about them covering Oh, my up, gosh. You know, this, yes. this, that, and the other, right? We won't get into all of that here. That's a topic for a whole other day. But if I'm a new company, I want to set the tone. And Sammy Guevara is the perfect guy to set the tone. They know they can make money yep. with this guy. But them sitting him on the shelf for three months and saying, look, man, you, we'll see you in the fall. Yes. Says a lot about Absolutely. Him. I think three weeks and I love Sammy Guevara as a performer. I don't condone the things that he said, and I know we have all said stupid things in our sure. day, but that doesn't give doesn't excuse it, you know. But he's a hell of a performer, and that dude's star 
if he can stay straight and narrow, and I hope he doesn't say anything oh, else God. stupid, he's going to make make a lot of money in this business. So I really hope that he learned quite a bit from this whole ordeal. Absolutely. I don't know if ordeal, but you know yes. what I'm saying. Yes, absolutely. His mouth writing checks he can't cash. 100%. Well, we covered some bases. Well, Kyle, before we get out of here, I do. I, we covered a lot of bases, and I did want to cover one more. And I know this will get you excited. And I'm going to say it quietly because I don't want the word to get out and that creative catch on. But Ruby Riots won two matches in two weeks. I know. She's on a bit of a she's hot on streak. a hot streak. A hot bit of a hot. Streak, I'm bro. telling you, Watch out. she's. I would say maybe not by SummerSlam. But I would say her push for a title starts the week after SummerSlam. If 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 they're not pushing towards that now, that's that'll be the plan. That's it has to be. I she's too good to be sitting around unless I mean, you know. I think let me backtrack just a minute. Um, I don't. I think. Uh, in the women's division, one thing that is important is not every major storyline needs to have a title. And and so that could definitely be a place for Ruby Riot. Um, but she deserves a title run right now, and I hope that's what they're what they're uh moving towards. And yeah, she's she's two and oh since coming back and she looks great. She's wrestling really good matches. I think she's she's a top five top 10, maybe top five uh, wrestler between Raw and SmackDown. I, uh, top 10 for sure when you're talking about all three brands. But uh, let's hope she keeps on rising and, and a title shot comes soon for her because she deserves it. And in the middle of that title match, if she wants to put a referee uniform on and consider herself the oh champion, my gosh. I'm all for oh that. Oh my gosh. Sign I me knew. up. Gosh, fucking, fucking damn it. I knew that that callback was coming. I just, I knew you had to place it in there one more time. I bet. We've known each other. We talked about it in episode 115. <laughs> I bet LeBron, I bet LeBron wished he would have uh, thrown a ref jersey on a few times. Even though the refs seem to have. Cavalier jerseys on a lot of times, but that's a that's a discussion for another day. Whoa, whoa. Why you got to throw? Why you got to throw salt? Either that, or they had uh, an, another referee jersey over their eyes whenever LeBron was uh, coming down the lane. But that's just you know that's a that's a story for another day. This podcast might not make an episode three. You keep talking trash like that. Here I was already preparing for that, you know, corny little like callback episode where we play that awful vitamin C <laughs> song, you know, as we go. Uh, and then we just play like clips of like episode one and two about and just, we just yes. talk about the memories. Sure. Man. I, ru- I ruined it. But I now understand. I don't know. If you've ruined that for me. Yeah. And I don't know what we're going to do heading into another episode. I don't even know if I want to talk to you after this. LeBron James, go. East Slater, go. <laughs> I'm glad. You know what? It's that. Put them in together. It's that That's kind the- of podcast. 
you know, LeBron and Heat, that's a tag team I'd want to see. I'd pay to see that. You would pay. Okay. They show up. AW, they go all out September. They're just like. Yeah, we need some good. We got a mystery. We do need some good jobbers back in uh, the mix of things. So, Jobbers. Heath Slater's the king of jobbers. <laughs> you don't need anything. He else. is. And maybe that's. Uh... Speaking of jobbers, AEW, it's not fair to him. But if you catch AEW's arc, Lee Johnson Man. is amazing. Yes. That dude is like 0-12, but he is phenomenal at taking an ass that's, Yes. Every week they're like, <laughs> Lee Johnson's an up-and-comer in the AW roster. And then they have, like, Brian Cage come out and, like, rip him in half. Just torn into shreds. And then he comes out next week all happy as hell, get out. And then Moxley, like, tears him <laughs> in two. Which is great. And then they parade him out another week. Yep. And they're just like, hey... Pentagon's gonna beat you into two. I don't understand why they're doing my boy Lee Johnson. He did something not great to somebody backstage. That's what is happening. He's got to pay some dues. Because with this pandemic, you know they have they're bringing in a lot of uh, wrestlers from like QT Marshall's school. Yes, and I think he's one Uh, of them. But maybe he just wasn't. Wasn't taking the proper bumps at the school mm-hmm. that week, and QT's like, "Here's your guy mm-hmm. that you just want Darby Allen to smack in the face with a skateboard." Which is fine. Every Tuesday night, whatever I'm here yeah, for that. Whatever win. makes Darby I'm look better. Well, stop getting hurt. He got hurt yeah, again. I, I think there's rumors. That dude is so good. He goes, but he can't. He doesn't stop. Like even when he's not wrestling, he's always skating. Which he's a skateboarder, so you're not gonna have. You're not gonna make a skateboarder stop skating. But he skates hard, and he he wrestles hard. And those he is so quick harder. yeah yeah harder he wrestles so quick and so fast 75 pounds and i don't believe for a second he's 175 no there's no way in hell if he's 175 i eat sandwich <laughs> oh man well off the rails here at the end we're talking about meat and sandwiches bigger than darby Hey, that's that's. I hope that dude figures it out. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to see him have a long career. He's one of the four young guys in AEW that I think could make some real money one day. But the dude's like, let me do this backflip off of these ladders into skateboards for no reason whatsoever. Right. right. No, he needs to. Uh, I hope they just set a fire to that dude and and he takes off because he's he's a mixture between. Crow Sting and um, oh man, I mean I don't I don't even know if he's he's just his own enigma. Uh, well, it's uh, yeah, I don't know how you explain that guy. The baseball bat next week will know AEW's listening. <laughs> that is true. If he shows up in the rafters and he doesn't talk, we know they're listening. 
and before we get out of here, I know we kind of just went off the rails there, but I definitely wanted to shout everybody out for the love and support for episode one. Yes. Of the podcast. And I appreciate all the feedback and all the support and make sure you check us out on Facebook at wrestling plug Inc. We're on Twitter, wrestling plug Inc. Instagram, wrestling plug Inc. It's all, all symmetrical, all the same. Also, Keep an eye out on the Spotlight series. I got one coming out tonight with uh, Sam Beal and Kyle. This dude's mullet is top notch. Say no more. Probably the best hair, probably the best hair in the independent wrestling scene. But take, keep a lookout for that on our WordPress. Anything you'd like to add before we get out of here, Mr. Kyle? Employee of the week, baby. Yes, sir. Um, I think I, I, I want to speak to fans that uh, appreciate older wrestling more. And I, I, I want to let them know that we will definitely be diving into some classic wrestling from when we were kids and, and before and beyond. Uh, I don't want to forget about them because <laughs> that's really where we all fell in love with this. And I, I want us to really be able to dive into the classic stuff. And, and we don't know what that looks like yet. If you have any ideas, if you have anything that you want us, us to talk about, um, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram or on Twitter. Uh, you can look forward to um, us arguing about uh, the May Young hand or uh, uh, Roddy Piper and Gold Dust getting very questionable with some of their antics. Uh, CM Punk anything in between uh, i'm excited to talk about it all yeah we're in the jobbers jobber stage if you yes. will of this podcast and so believe me when i tell you we will touch base on all sorts of topics we will have maybe some watch along some retro reviews all that you know we'll call back to some of those old mania moments all sorts of crazy stuff just stick with us and we're going to drop these weekly that is the goal as it stands right now. We're going to have some guests. We're going to have some people on that love that classic wrestling. We're going to talk to them about their favorite moments. We've got a lot of things in the work. And like I said, I appreciate everybody's support and sticking with us. And we've made it through two episodes, Kyle. And I only mentioned hologram wrestling one time. I'm impressed. Pretty proud I'm of impressed. myself. And I, I kind of uh, served that up to you. So that's on me. You, you sure did. So to everyone out there, thank you. And until next week, we'll see you later. Peace.